think one of the things the coronavirus has done to just lay bare the fact that our globalized economy is an economy that really works for China, first and foremost, and not for the United States, certainly not for American workers. Our supply chains, where are they now? In China. Our medical devices, where are they made? China. Our pharmaceuticals, where are they made? China. Our big tech companies, who do they want to do business with? China. I think it's time that we asked ourselves, what kind of an economy have we allowed to be created, and what is it doing for American workers? We need some structural reform. That's Senator Josh Hawley. This might be the biggest thing that comes out of the coronavirus on the other end is a different relationship with China. We've been kind of ignoring the fact that we use, we allow slave labor to bring us cheap socks and that sort of thing for years. But So let's talk about that with Ian Bremmer, president and founder of Eurasia Group. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Ian, how are you, sir? Very well. But, you know, I mean, the Chinese are too expensive to make our socks right now. That's largely Bangladesh. Excellent. So, uh, but uh, cheap consumer goods, electronics <laughs> yeah. in particular, to, to fixate on socks at this moment, I think would be a mistake. <laughs> the bigger picture is what we're looking at. I tell you that. I mean, why are you focusing on socks? <laughs> that was a for instance, and maybe it was a bad for instance in general, okay. Ian. We'll <laughs> take that. So, we'll hey, it, do you think this is going to be an inflection point, as the kids say, and, and how big a one in terms of the world and specifically the U.S.'s willingness to be in bed economically with China? I do, uh, because especially most people are quarantining right now, which means they're not wearing shoes. They're walking around their house in socks. <laughs> so we're going to need a lot more. It's becoming a, a nationally strategic important asset. And if all of them are coming from China, clearly we're going to need to stop that. We're going to need to bring that production back to the United States. Most of us didn't realize that so many of our drugs remain in China. And then, and then the fact that they can lie to us and unleash a virus like this on us and all this stuff, it's just... It, it seems to have changed our view. Is that, Do you think that's correct? Look, I mean, the fact is, guys, we have a just-in-time supply chain. It is incredibly efficient. It leads to a lot of growth. And we've all, our companies have made a lot of money. Shareholders have made a lot of money. What we don't have is a just-in-case supply chain. If anything breaks, if you suddenly have a major disruption, we're in a lot of trouble. And a lot of that supply chain comes out of China, uh, whether it is electronics uh, or major consumer durables or our medical supply chain, our health care. So much of that is reliant on China. They don't have rule of law. Um, they don't have an independent judiciary. Uh, their state uh, has much more influence over their economy uh, than the private sector companies do. So it's hardly a free market. It's state capitalist. And, uh, and, and our relationship with them right now is not good. And it's probably going to get a lot worse. So, I mean, given all of that, it's pretty clear that we're going to need to think very differently about our supply chain. And we're going to bring a lot more manufacturing closer to where we actually consume those goods. But keep in mind that labor also is less important to capital. We don't need not only has Chinese labor gotten a lot more expensive, um, but also uh, with robotics and automation and big data and deep learning and and, uh, you know, and, and, and new types of manufacturing processes. You just don't need anywhere near the amount of labor to produce this stuff. So a lot of corporations had been thinking about changing their supply chain for a long time. And they didn't because they were making so much money. The CEOs didn't last very long. It's like, ah, let's have somebody else do that. Now that's going to happen. So the point that you made before we talked about socks, which <laughs> is that the most, important, the most important thing coming out of this crisis is that we're going to have a very different relationship with China, I think is absolutely the case. 
The question is, do we go so far that it becomes a Cold War? Um, and I think it's plausible. And we also have to recognize China is a lot more powerful today than they were during the SARS crisis or during 2008. And there are a lot of countries around the world right now that see the way the Chinese have responded to this coronavirus crisis or the China virus, as Trump is saying, and how they're willing to provide a lot of humanitarian aid to the Europeans and the Middle Easterners and others. There's going to be a lot more hedging of American allies towards Beijing and away from Washington, and that matters, too. Really? That's an interesting twist. Did not see that one coming. Yeah, uh, it's a bad twist. I mean, think about it. After 9-11, when al-Walid from Saudi Arabia and the Saudis proximately responsible for all of that, that's where most of the bombers came from, offered money to the New York, to New York. So then Mayor Giuliani told them to go scratch. When Jack Ma comes to, China, to the United States and offers us 500,000 masks and, and test kits that we can't produce ourselves right now, first of all, it hurts your heart. But second of all, it tells you just how, how different this global environment is, and, and we need to get our heads out of our asses a bit. We need to stop with the American exceptionalism. We have the best of everything, including healthcare. We don't, and we're going to have to actually start making sure that we do again. So Ian Bremmer, president and founder of Eurasia Group, is on the line. I watched the video, I'm sure you have too, of the spokesperson for the Chinese Bureau of Foreign Affairs, in essence, saying there will be no decoupling. This is foolish. That you need to stop slandering China, etc. How how concerned are the Chinese about uh, how this whole uh, you know era has has uh, hurt their reputation? Um, I think they're much less worried about how it's hurt their reputation. Um, you know, I remember during the earthquake in Indonesia, the big one, and the tsunami that came afterwards wiping out all of those towns, the Americans were boots on the ground in Indonesia almost immediately. And I mean, the, the massive grassroots support for the United States that came out of that was extraordinary. And the Japanese put a lot of money in real fast, the government and the private sector. And the Chinese were late and did almost nothing. I think they offered two or $4 million like a couple weeks after the fact. And, and it really, I mean, they were like, well, we're poor, we can't do anything, but it really undermines China as this, you know, have all this economic influence, all this trade, but really not, not a properly functioning government. This is a very different place. And so even though the Chinese did cover up um, this coronavirus, and while they were covering it up, allowed over a million people from Wuhan to travel outside to China and other countries. And that's why we suddenly got this massive expansion, this explosion of cases, not just across China, but also in Washington state and Iran and Italy. I mean, where did this come from? It came from Wuhan. Um, But since then, they cracked down very severely. They've gotten out of the depths of this um, uh, ep- epidemiological crisis, even though their economy is still very slow, very quickly, while the Europeans are the epidemiological center of this breakout, and the Americans are only a couple weeks behind, um, and the Chinese who produce the vast majority of the world's medical supplies and also have an awful lot of medical personnel are now using that, both in terms of selling it, but also providing it. Um, for And there will be a bill to be paid long term um, to all these countries around the world. It's, it's very clear the Chinese feel in a much stronger place where after the 2008 financial crisis, it was the Americans 
that were leading the charge in the G20. We were the ones doing the big stimulus, both uh, for Wall Street and for Detroit. We were the ones coordinating with other central bank governors around the world. There's been no such coordination this time around, and, and there doesn't seem to be any plan. New York Times had this video they put together of uh, China's propaganda uh, effort, both domestically there in China and for the world, that was pretty impressive. That I was looking at some that they have these TV shows that look like Ellen and Oprah, and they're spouting all this crap about what a great job they did of handling it, and isn't Xi amazing and all this sort of stuff. They're really good at that sort of thing, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. We used to be really good at it. We had radio for Europe. Um, and, uh, you know, we would really uh, propound um, American values, and it wasn't hard to do because the United States was doing so well and leading by example in so many ways. Um, that now, today, I would argue that the Chinese, a lot of it is propaganda because the treatment of the average Chinese citizen, of course, is nothing that anyone in the United States or Europe or Canada would tolerate, uh, but their propaganda um, has gotten Certainly, uh, they're putting a lot more money into it. The production values are very high. And they also increasingly have some messages that they can actually sell that, that, that resonate with others around the world. So, I mean, coming out of this crisis, the Chinese model is going to look a lot more robust. And, and no one will be able to say it's a U.S.-led order anymore. I mean, that, that, that will be formally gone. Interesting. Ian Bremer, president and founder of Eurasia Group. Uh, always enjoy the chat, Ian. Thanks for uh, carving us out a couple of minutes. Let's talk again soon. Good talking to you guys. Good Thanks. Yeah. You, know, you know, the, the, um, the uh, I'm up with America part of me, which is a lot of me, it's like most of me, it's practically all of me, really hates hearing people saying that, and my, my reaction is always, ah, to people saying that sort of stuff. But if, but if China makes most of the world's medical supplies, for instance... You that know, means most of the world is on the hook to the Chinese. Right. That means right. something. Right. And they and they're they're the one that get to yank the leash this way or that. Not us. Right. right. The way it was for a very long time with practically everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, there are a couple of kinds of patriotism. There's the rah rah all the time dancing Uncle Sam outfit type of patriotism, which is fine. It's ha- it has its role, but you know, I just I tend and, and people who I talk to about the country tend to have more of a I don't know. I it, maybe a good example would be like Bill Belichick, the head coach of the Patriots. He loves the Patriots and the Patriots organization. Therefore, he is utterly clear eyed about what it does well, what it needs to work on and what it's doing poorly. And he's utterly clear headed about it. The, the Patriots opponents and what they're doing well, and how we need to counter them. And, and a lot of other countries aren't our opponents at all, not in a significant way. China is an opponent. Oh, absolutely. And so to say, wow, we've really become dependent on China, and we've lost our manufacturing cap- capacity in something like pharmaceuticals, which is critical to national security, that's that's not a lack of patriotism, man. That's being honest. It reminds me to keep the sports thing going of when you've got uh, like a team you're rooting for is really good. And we, hey, and we might as well keep on this metaphor, because there ain't any real sports right now. Go ahead. <laughs> when a team is, you know, like a championship team or whatever, it happens with them all the time, and they kind of get in their head that they're going to win just because of your jersey, just mm-hmm. because of the name on the jersey. You're, you know, we automat- we're better than everybody else. Right. Well, sometimes you get exposed as for having some problems. The good thing is 
sometimes it's just you just need to be reminded because you actually are better than everybody else. Yes. I, the, 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 we are that. We are actually the championship team, just not playing like it for a while. Right. Not perfect, but absolutely a great deal to be proud of. And Our system is better than their system. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And we just have to make sure it stays that way. And so, you know, it's it, it, a realistic person understands both are true. We are the greatest country on earth with the greatest system and the greatest constitution and the rest of it. And we have stuff we need to work on. Don't believe the crap coming out of the universities that America is the most racist country on earth and it's based on slavery and all. Oh, please. That's garbage. But, you know, be a realist. So I've been complaining about you prepper weirdos. Somebody pointed out I've got my anger pointed in the wrong direction. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Much to get to. government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a lot. I mean, social distancing is one thing, but I think family distancing is about to be the next step. Yes, family distancing. What? I need to do the little that last uh, yesterday. You can <laughs> drive me nuts! I keep hearing child psychologists, I don't believe in silent letters, uh, saying uh, that routine is so important, you need to establish a new routine. Be that's, creative. That's we funny. get up at X, we have breakfast, then we exercise, and whatever. Funny, we were just talking to a uh, therapist yesterday, because my, my son, uh, my youngest son, has a variety of issues and uh, has a health thing coming up on Monday. Uh, but we were just talking to a therapist yesterday who said, gotta, gotta keep a routine, because it makes him so anxious if, they, if their routine is out of control, and it just seems willy-nilly. Huh. Yeah, um, that's so interesting. And so used to, brother goes to school now, you go to school here, we go there, all that up in the air. If every day is just kind of a free-for-all, mm-hmm. as adults, it's fine. I don't care. But uh, kids, apparently, it really makes them anxious, the the feeling of it being a free-for-all. Um, on uh, the topic <laughs> of what Jimmy Fallon said, uh, several. so California is uh, is now an entire state. That is home house. For some reason, I got a metal block on that term. Sheltered in place. Sheltered in place. Well, yeah, kind of. Sa- uh, they're calling it safer at home. Or safer stay at home. Because shelter in place is when there's a tornado and you dive under something and you stay there. So I'm not or there's to... a maniac with a gun. That means literally dive under something. Well, pro- it's a very big state. There probably is a maniac with a gun somewhere. <laughs> almost almost certainly, yeah. But, but anyway. It's so... already looting in San Francisco, by the way, uh, where lawlessness has been declared lawful. we got to talk about that. So yeah. many things to talk about. Saw this uh, tweet, though. Several California state police departments are reporting a dramatic increase in 911 calls, most of which are coming from residents calling about coughing neighbors. Oh, concerned they are sakes. infected with the virus. You want to explain to me I again, I heard my neighbor Jack, coughing. I think he's got it. You want to explain to me again how you think the uh, government orders are pitched to stupid people? <laughs> they got to be. You've got to. The non-stupid think, oh, boy, this is dumbed down. But you get it, and you figure it out. It's got to be pitched to the stupid. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I've been complaining about the preppers who have ruined America, and I, I just wondered at what point... Are you prepped and things get back to normal? Because I was at the grocery store yesterday and one shelf 
the shelves are still wiped out of bread and stuff like that. I think you got enough. I mean, so <laughs> how much bread do you need? The, you're not going to eat more bread than normal. So, and the supply chain of bread was fine before. Right. So we were all getting. And it's the, not been altered. We were all getting the exact amount of bread we needed before. There's no reason for any of this to change except for you prepper weirdos. Well, somebody texted, and I think they're right. It's not the preppers. They're prepped by now. They were prepped before, probably. Uh, it's right. the hoarders. It's people with some sort of mental illness. You're getting way more bottled water, hand sanitizer, and bread than you need. Well, they might say, look, I'm just, I'm going to go to the store once this month. So I'm going to jam my freezer full of bread. What's the matter with that? That, You you don't need to. No, and that can't be what's going on here because it's been going on for now for like a month. Besides, limit your carbs or it's going to make you fat. Right. The toilet paper thing, it's just inexplicable. Okay, so a couple of things we really need to get to in a timely fashion. First of all, what are you allowed and not allowed to do? Who is essential? Who is non-essential? Don't take it, you know, personally if you're non-essential. Easy for us to say since we're essential. Yes. Uh, we have oh, the paperwork to prove it. Oh, I'm sorry. You're non-essential? Oh, okay. <laughs> guess you should have tried harder. Imagine being non-essential. <laughs> oh, boy. This is not appealing to anyone. Uh, and also, we need to get to the U.S. Senators who are doing stock trades and increasing their wealth based on information they were getting in classified meetings and that sort of thing. Awesome. As always, we've been talking about this for years. It's uh, been uh, you know highlighted again in this crisis. government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You're not going to let coronavirus stop you from, you're not going to let coronavirus stop you. Coronavirus is not, you don't need to let it, okay? Coronavirus is the Harvey Weinstein of diseases. It does not ask for consent, my friend. Kids making it sound like coronavirus is going to ask for permission before jumping into your body. Excuse me, sir, my name is Corona. Would you mind if I compromised your immune system? Okay. So he's against the Strong millennials. words. Against the millennials doing their thing. Speaking uh, of, uh, millennials are in their mid-30s trying to convince their parents to stay home. That's Generation Z on spring break. Yes. Excellent point. all the beaches. Way Excellent to go. point, Millennial Sean. The ambassador from the millennial generation, Sean. You're right. Millennials are driving around helping out their parents and grandparents. Yes. Generation yes. Z just wants to get junk before everything closes. Trying to get junk before everything closes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, geez. So this is, uh, this is, this is news. This is big news. Uh, this just came out from Steve Mnuchin. He's the Treasury Secretary, don't you know? Uh, they've moved the filing deadline for tax day to July 15th. Whoa! The actual filing deadline? Oh, so that's so not like, the yes. payment one. Well, you don't have to file at all? Right. Well, yeah, make sure you read that correctly. <laughs> well, I'm reading it. I'm reading it from the Hill. 20% Justin. of Armstrong and Getty listeners go to jail for tax evasion. <laughs> Justin Mnuchin says Treasury Department is moving tax filing deadline to yes. July 15th. That is when you actually have to send it in. Which means that's when you have to pay. As a procrastinator, 
This is one of the great things that's ever happened to me. Uh, yes. Of course, July 14th, I'll be scrambling to get my paperwork together. But Listen, I'm almost certain that's 100% accurate. But given all the inaccuracies in media I've taken in the last 48 hours, wait to hear it from a couple of places. MSNBC, okay? tax day postponed <clears throat> from April 15th to July 15th. If MSNBC told me it was raining, I would something or other yeah. an umbrella. And <laughs> we're assuming tax day means the filing day, not filing when you have day. to pay. Well, yeah. you have to pay on the filing day. But they're moving them both. The original, this is, there's no reason to go down this okay. road. You don't you don't got to do nothing till July fifteenth. It would appear. Yes, so it would seem. Don't take my word for it. I do nothing very well. <laughs> uh, that's my specialty. The headline in many liberal news outlets today is that uh, Senator Burr, um, Senator Richard Burr, who's the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, sold zillions of dollars worth of stocks when he found out how bad the coronavirus was going to be. And that's terrible. It was actually multiple senators of both parties, including Diane Feinstein. She and her old man have made zillions and zillions of dollars on this sort of governmental insider trading. And they always respond in the same way that uh, her money's in a blind trust and she does not uh, coordinate with her husband, blah, blah. It's just hilarious. Um, but, yeah, senators like Congress people and others uh, in government have been doing for a long time. They get that inside information, get rich on it. And, well, this is the best part, though. They're saying the opposite to the rest of us out loud, like yes. in speeches. That that's the part that I really like. Right. Um, for instance, a uh, Burr. This is not from this time around, but this was in two thousand eight when the the financial crash happened. He told his wife to pull all the family's cash out of the ATM there where they live, but then was advising North Carolinians not to panic when Charlotte-based Wachovia was taking over by Citigroup in an emergency transaction. No reason to panic, no reason to make any changes, while he himself was pulling all the money out. They emptied their bank account? For instance. Great, Scott. So uh, that's the sort of thing these people do. And just, wow. if it's surprising to you, you just haven't been paying attention. You got this Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler, uh, reported selling off around $3 million in stocks starting January 24th. My first thing is, why do all senators have $3 million they can throw around to start with? But they all do. They're our leading citizens, Jack. This particular person is worth about $500 million, so that's not much for them. Yeah. Uh, but they threw, moved stocks around, uh, you know, coming out of a meeting where they found out how big a deal this all was and the direction everything was going to head. Can I be not surprised and simultaneously outraged? Oh, is sure. That, okay. that, that's right. perfectly legitimate. Oh, yes. As you've heard many times on this show, that is shocking and not at all surprising. Uh, Mitch McConnell and company are trotting out a plan to send you a check for $1,000 um, or $1,500 for adults. Uh, gosh, what is it now? Okay, now they're back to $1,200 for adults, $500 for every child in those families. Families filing jointly would receive up to $2,400 for the adults. Everybody? Size of the checks diminish if you earn more than 75 Gur. Everybody in the country? Um, Yes. Or is there a cutoff? Because yesterday we were talking a cutoff. Of income? Yeah. That's what I was saying. This, this starts the very to words t- coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it starts to tail off at 75000 I believe. Am I, not, the- am, I, am I not speaking into my microphone here? No, I was reading something, so I didn't okay. hear it. It's not okay. a crime. Well, and then Sean jumps in and is saying the other thing I was just saying. But, so the cutoff is what again? Uh, those who earn more than $75,000, um, that phase-out starts. If you earn up to seventy five grand, you get the full 1200 and 500 I wonder how many people that is. Do it they know? phases you out completely if you earn more than ninety nine grand. The poorest families, those with no federal income tax liability, would see smaller benefits 
Though the minimum would be set at $600. So what's the theory on that? Because the, 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 the idea is put money in people's hands so they'll spend it? Um, is the idea that above 99000 or whatever number they use, uh, people wouldn't spend it? They just put it in the bank so it I, wouldn't do any good? Is uh, that the theory? Uh, I think the theory is those people can make their rent or their house payment. That's a poor theory. That's not the way life works, particularly... As we've discussed many times in more expensive areas of the country, yeah, you make more and you need every single penny of it to make your house payment or your rent or what have you. Um, so, again, any national figure is ridiculous. Um, but that's the plan at this point, not to mention um, enormous programs of uh, short-term loans for small businesses who've been hammered by a lack of uh, income now bailouts for the travel industry, the airline industry, the cruise industry, uh, perhaps the auto industry. Although, in the wake of the 08 debacle, people are saying, you know, we saw what happened last time. You all took these uh, giant uh, federal you know, wheelbarrows of cash and you bought back your stock to enrich yourselves. We're not going to let that happen this time. Which, you know... If some of our more hardcore libertarian experts were on, would point out the uh, difficulty and the lack of wisdom of the bailouts at all. We got this text. Why payments per child? What kids got laid off? Well, my kids work in a factory and smoke cigarettes. But uh, in, in general, China, oddly enough. In general, you're right. Kids do not uh, do not have jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you about... got more mouths to feed, I guess. Is that why you give it to... You count the kids also? Right, and presumably you have to rent a bigger apartment, and uh, you have more groceries. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Frankly, if you have several children and you don't have more groceries than people without children, you're eating too much. The legislation (laughs) includes $50 billion in loans and loan guarantees for airlines, $8 billion for cargo air carriers, $150 billion for eligible businesses. A category administration officials have suggested could include the hotel and cruise industries. Um and uh, and all sorts of other money flying around. Oh, bah, 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 bah. and then then the big the gigantic program through the Small Business Administration. It, there's going to be an absolute tsunami of uh, paperwork to do, and goodness knows how this is going to go. But anyway, God, somebody just somebody just uh, texted me pictures from around the San Francisco Bay Area, which again is some of the worst traffic generally in the entire world. Uh, regularly, and just here's a person with a picture out of the dashboard of their car driving across the Bay Bridge, and it is empty, empty. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. There's also a video that's going uh, viral, the latest video of looting in San Francisco. No, so I didn't catch that story. What people? What were they looting? Uh drugstore. They're just stealing <sighs> everything they could get. Um, but there was another one about a week you gotta ago. You got to shoot looters. Similar. Yeah, you will lose control of your city if you don't just make it clear. Looters will be shot. Well, these looters are like super aggressive, ambitious shoplifters. And that sort of thing's rampant in San Francisco now. Stores can't confront shoplifters, and it wouldn't do them any good if they did. So crime is running rampant. But that great, noble, progressive experiment in decriminalizing crime is is bearing exactly the fruit you would expect it to. And I have a feeling it'll correct itself after the, the residents of California, well, in particular San Francisco, wake up to the fact that their unicornian schemes have backfired badly. Um, <laughs> so uh, who can do what? What are you allowed to do? What are you not? Who's essential? Who's not? We'll have clarification uh, for you on that next. 
I really plan to lord the fact that I'm essential over other people the best I can. It's not a good look. It's not well, well it's not a good look. But it makes me feel good about myself, so that's hospitals clearly essential. Well obviously my co host, clearly essential. Your hairdresser? How about your bikini waxer? We'll have the facts for you next. The government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just finished a bike ride and a little bit of workout, and I just, you know, keep staying at home, away from the crowds and away from outside. The reason why I'm saying that is because I still see photographs and videos of people sitting in outside cafes all over the world and having a good time and hanging out in crowds. That is not wise, because that's how you can get the virus. So stay away from crowds, go home, and then we can overcome this whole problem, this whole virus, in no time. There literally <laughs> no one asked you for your opinion, Arnold. <laughs> Are you staying away from the maid? That's the Stop question. Stop whining. <laughs> I'd rather hear from Arnold than OJ, but just barely. Arnold, who's the governor of California, how would he have handled this crisis? Um, <laughs> With push-ups. How, uh, how yes, are, by overreach, then quitting. Thought this was an interesting number. In a week, this is this has happened. Fearful of the coronavirus last week, sixty-six percent. This week, seventy-nine percent. So it's gone to two-thirds to four out of five in a week. Uh, you're getting pretty high when you're up to four out of five. Sure. Yep. So uh, if you're in a shutdown state, for instance, or a county or area, and you will be soon. By the way, I'm looking at my badge. I just got it out. Mm. It says. Jack Armstrong, critical operations employee. Yes. Wow, that is something. Yeah, I uh, I sent a picture of that to my children. They responded not with the respect I am due, but with wise acre. And I did not appreciate it. <laughs> I'll have to send a picture to my friends. I expect them. I'm sure they will also respond with with nothing but respect. Oh, boy. For me being a critical the operations mockery. employee. Yes. Able to drive the streets during these critical times. So you can go to the grocery store, uh, convenience store, warehouse store, go to the pharmacy, go to medical appointments, go to a restaurant to take out. Uh, you can't sit there, obviously. What do you think of that? I just It just <laughs> seems like there's too many more restaurants open than you need. But I guess the problem would be who do you tell shuts down and who doesn't? Is that the whole? Well, and is that if, if everybody's doing takeout, what's the difference? Why know. do you want to control like that? Why you got to be like the Chinese? You have no I mean, concerns that some people have of uh, old Chinese Jack. That's what I'm going to start calling him. What? Who's in the kitchen and who's putting it in the bag and who's handling the money and all that different sort of stuff? Because that's uh, you know, it's a good point. Uh, you can take a walk, ride your bike, hike, jog, walk your uh, dog, walk your cat, walk your rabbit, uh, help someone get necessary supplies. You should not go to work unless you're providing essential services. You shouldn't visit family and friends if there's no urgent need. You should uh, not maintain less than six feet of distance. You should, you should not visit loved ones in the hospital, nursing home, skilled nursing facility, or other residential uh, care community. Interesting. That's sad, too. A lot of the oldsters really depend on those visits. Can but, I take the kids to the park? Uh, yeah, just stay away from people. That's uh, Yeah, because that's essentially that's the same as going jogging. Now, this, I, I want to get to what are essential and not essential if I take um, the kids when we get the, a chance. But If I take the kids to the park, are people going to give me bad looks? Yes, probably. How? They're there, too. 
Yeah, good no, point. they're driving by. They're driving by with masks on. Right. Eyeballing <laughs> you. And you with binoculars staring into the pe- the windows of passing. There's a dirty look. What's <laughs> the one? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> the world of golf is desperate to stay open because it's a fairly high cost industry, you know, maintaining the golf course. And so they have enacted a number of measures, which I find uh, from unnecessary to hilarious, but they're trying to do their best. They've removed the rakes from sand traps. All right. So the 10% of golfers who actually freaking rake the traps, you savages. I always um, do. People don't? A lot of people don't. I've never not raked the traps. People trap. are lazy. You're a rule follower. That's true. A lot of people are lazy bums. But they've removed the rakes from the traps as if, you know, a couple of guys handling those per day is going to, you know, spread the coronavirus. They're recommending you do not take out the pin. They're installing the cup upside down. What? So instead of a cup, it's actually like a raised disc. And if you hit it with your putt, the ball is considered in. And that helps how? You don't have to reach into the cup and maybe like brush the side of it with your hand. See, that's the stuff that's borderline hilarious. But it's the golf industry desperate that some a politician not, after considering the question for six and a half seconds, declared that all golf courses must close. So, you know, it's just, it's silly. But you're outdoors. You're hundreds of yards from people. It's The wind is blowing. You're going to be fine. The following are ex- essential activities. City and county government. Making serv- love. Oh, boy. An essential activity. Oh, yeah. City and county government services from police stations to fire stations to jails, courts, garbage. Any idiot that needs to be told that is, uh, well, an idiot. Although, they're, you know, we've received a number of emails from some of the more progressive areas of the country saying, so they tell us they're turning loose thousands of criminals early, nonviolent, they say. Simultaneously, they're saying we'll be arrested if we violate the curfew. These are people who have actually already broken laws and been convicted of them being turned loose onto the streets. And probably worse crimes than standing five feet from someone. Right. So, what the hell? Moving along. Public works construction, including construction of housing, is considered essential. Oh, really? Airport and ports, Uh, essential. I I thought that would have ground to a halt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, airports and ports, that has to do with the grocery supply chain. chain. It is going to be virtually unchanged. You can get your groceries. Nobody panic. I got to believe, let's pick a, what would be a really good example of something that's closed? Hardware store? No, that's, that's not, open. That's open. What, what, what's something that's uh, Laser tag. Okay. A, a movie theater. Re- recreational activities. Yeah. yeah. But, but you pick Insurance agents. You pick something that's closed, and they, they'd say, okay, I'm not essential in terms of like what people do here, but it's pretty essential that I be able to pay my rent for this building and then be able to pay the rent for my house and make my car payment and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, that's a compelling thought. Indeed, and the government's crazy worried about that and passing all sorts of laws, although it changes every minute. So take what we just said about, what was $1,200 worth of grain of salt? They're throwing proposals around like crazy. But, yeah, it's really rough, which is why, you know, the government's talking about throwing around hundreds of millions, of trillions of dollars in short-term loans and rent subsidies and, and throwing around no evictions. And, um, indeed, it was floated by the Democrats, uh, no uh, mortgage payments for three months. Just a mortgage holiday, which is, uh, you know, it remains to be seen whether you can even do that. But Also considered essential, Jack, gas service stations, auto supply stores, auto repair stores, bicycle repair shops, and related really? facilities. 
Wow. Yeah. Bike repair shops. Healthcare, obvious. Hospitals, clinics, dentists, pharmacies. Although the uh, the American Dental Association has advised dentists to close for a few weeks, I've had a cleaning uh, postponed. It almost seems like it'd be faster if you read a list of things that have to close than the ones that can stay open. I hear you. Pharmacies, pharmaceutical and biotech companies, medical and scientific research are open. Labs, healthcare providers, home healthcare providers, veterinary care providers, mental health providers, physical therapists. Oh, wow. So I can do PT. I got to see if they're open. Uh, cannabis dispensaries. Wow. Look, you're home. You got nothing to do. You want to get baked. <laughs> Let's just be honest with each other. The okay? fact that 90% of the people use it recreationally, there are certainly a, some number of people that use that medicinal. Okay, so outside of uh, bowling alleys, movie theaters, and health clubs, they're just I'm surprised health clubs are closed now. Right, right. If it, since it's exercise. Fitness, exercise gyms, similar. For, well, people are too uh, packed together. There's too much mm. swapping of stuff. You get the, the guy who doesn't r- r- wipe down the greasy bench oh, he just got, oh, which still, is the worst the, sort. The, the most crowded places I've been, the most contact I've had with other human beings by far in the last couple weeks has been the grocery store. Yeah. Just packed in there. Well, people got to eat, Jack. They don't have to work on their lats. You and Arnold. Vain. If I took off my shirt, you would say, you have to work on your lats. <laughs> Touche. Food providers are essential, including restaurants offering takeout, delivery, drive through grocery stores, water retailers. What the hell's a water retailer? Welcome to Joe's Water Hut. What can I help you with? That's where well, I buy my like bottled, some water. I buy bottled water regularly at a water retailer. I do. What, what is that? It's just it's a thing in a wall, and you put money in, and it fills up a giant bottle full of water. Ain't nobody working there, though. No, no, is there? No, it's automated, the one I go to. Uh, Farm and produce stands, farmer's markets, supermarkets, not so supermarkets. (laughs) The list goes on.